Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. Folks, showtime! It's remember when showtime. he did that? Remember when he took that? Classical music, and then he goes, "It's showtime, folks!" And then he takes his pills in the shower. Takes his pills in the shower. Did he, he take the pills in the cigarette. shower? Well, he smokes cigarette in the shower. Yeah, that seems like I don't smoke, but that seems like uh, vaguely self-defeating to. Bring a cigarette into the shower. You have to really like cigarettes or not be much of a fan of showers. I thought you were going to say, I don't smoke, but that scene made me really want a cigarette. If you had to bring it into the shower, that must be a really Ugh. tasty treat. Could you imagine? I mean, I know that's the whole point of why Roy Scheider was smoking in the shower was because it's those two things don't go together, but it's just like, just imagine a cigarette smoke while you're trying to finally in like, like that era, 1979, everybody's smoking everywhere. You got to take a shower to get that smoke know. out of your hair. I can think of things that go with a cigarette less than a shower because shower and cigarette at least both say, wake up, Bob Fosse. That's Whereas true. It's a wake a, up kind of but thing. But imagine like a cigarette with like a green juice. No, that would be terrible. What would be worse? A cigarette with green juice or a cigarette with some pancakes? Well, now that actually, well, I heard myself say it out loud. A cigarette with green juice is probably how most dancers still feed themselves. It's probably they're like, yeah. And <laughs> that's, the, that's that's the like. That's the hearty lunch. That's the hearty dancer lunch. Whereas a cigarette with pancakes, that's Tarantino territory, baby. Yeah. What was that? Would, was that Jack Nicholson? <laughs> yeah. I, Jack, that was Jack Nicholson in a, it was, I guess that was Jack Nicholson promoting Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He's never been in any of his movies. Yeah. Although he kind of, in a way, is like the patron saint of like, you know what they call a quarter pounder yeah. with cheese. In Europe. Yeah. Royale with G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're eating pancakes and smoking cigarettes. When I'm eating pancakes and it. smoking cigarettes. When you're done with the cigarette, do you throw it in the, in the syrup? You know, I feel like now you're messing around with me because I think we both 
know that the answer is you extinguish it in the center of the pancake, like a birthday candle. Sure. Like, okay. Like you've eaten enough pancakes. You're done with these. Get these goddamn pancakes get, get out of my these face. pancakes <laughs> out of my face. Um, what about cigarette pancakes where you chop them up and you put them in the batter like chocolate chips or blueberries? Well, that's a whole other approach. That means you really like your cigarettes if you're just kind of like, maybe it means you like nicotine, but you don't like cigarettes to where you're just like, right. it's like the equivalent of like a pill pocket for a pet where you're just like, <laughs> you, you're working the medicine into the, right. into the pancake batter. Right. I need to get all of the benefits of nicotine, but I don't like those cigarettes so much. Right. Right. Like in, there must have been a time where they thought cigarettes were good for you and there was just a way to if they had had access to smoothie blenders, magic bullets, if you will, they would have whirled them up and said, you know, these are for your nerves. Yeah. You throw or a cigarette your, in your milkshake. Um, Two scoops the, of vanilla ice cream, three cigarettes. What tobacco is there like some fucked up like artisan ice cream guy that's like this is tobacco flavored ice there's no cream. way there's not tobacco flavored ice cream <laughs> that there's there's literally no way somebody is not there is really... no way there's not some guy with mustache wax and too much money yeah it's like this is a tobacco uh this is Ugh. a vanilla bean tobacco combination. It the the uh, the sweetness of the vanilla kind of it's contrapunctal with the disgustingness of the tobacco. And then you realize that he's just scooping out candles and serving them as scoops of ice cream on top of cones. That he's got all these like flavored candle or scented candles yeah. in front of him in like pints. They look like pints. They're just okay. This is what I'm picturing. Those scented candles that have like sandalwood and eucalyptus and stuff, but they're all in front of him. And you say, one tobacco flavored ice cream scoop, please. And he takes out a scoop and he like scoops out a scented candle, puts it on a cone, gives it to uh -huh. you. You give him $150 on Venmo. Yes, you Venmo him $150. And then, and he's also slightly curt to you the whole time. Oh, yeah. 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 Just he makes you feel unwelcome. He's doing you a favor. For making you this $150 tobacco candle ice cream mm -hmm. combination. I went to a place here in Los Angeles called Jenny's, right? With ice eye? cream with an eye. And let me tell you about this. First of all, it's a, 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 this amazing ice cream. I'm sure Brett can attest to that. Brett knows uh, Jenny's. I've never been to Jenny's before. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess somebody, are you too busy? Uh, Man of the people over at Foster Freeze, right? He's a Baskin man. Yeah, I like a I like Baskin Robbins. Yeah, well, let me say this. I go to Jenny's. First of all, it's the best stuff I ever had in my life. You're allowed to take one step in before there's a plexiglass wall, and you just step up to it, and they're behind it, and they go, how can we help you? And you go like, I'd like a pint of the Brambleberry Crunch or whatever it was. And they're like, okay, that's $12, right? So it's like $12 a pint, which is pretty expensive for ice cream. But 
Whatever. I'm not complaining about that. And I'm not even complaining about this next thing. It's just a pint. It's like a pre-packed pint. They're like, okay, would you like to leave a tip for the? It's just like. Oh, the tip thing. And they like trap you on a thing. It's like, yeah, I'll leave a tip. Yeah. And then it's just, and then it's like that pressure, that tip pressure thing where they're just like, and how much of it? And they spin the screen they, around oh. and it's like, a, like 20%. 30%. So it's just like, yeah, let's do third. I'll do $6 tip on the, like, whatever. I'll tip. I'll gladly tip. A tip with a smile. You get your tip. But I just, it's a weird pressure. It's a pressure moment where they, when they say to you, and now it's tip time. Let's talk about that. Every, every celebrity has a, a cause that they're very passionate about. And Tom's has always been tipping no one ever went broke tipping that's right that is something i learned from you to ensure proper service absolutely absolutely but when you spin a little credit card thing around after i just spent i'm sorry but six dollars and 80 cents for my goddamn oat milk latte Mm -hmm. i feel now i feel like i'm complaining about something disgusting and horrible and i wish bill barr I mean, Bill Burr (laughs) Mm -hmm. would take me down a peg. Although I will say I'm really looking forward to Bill Barr's monologue on SNL this week. He's hosting and it's very exciting and I can't wait. He's he's doing that. He brought some fake teeth with him. He brought some fake teeth. He's insisting on doing Van Down by the River. Yeah, he just shows up. He's like, well, la de frickin' da. (laughs) Should we be tipping? Are we supposed to tip Brett? Oh, don't tip bread. If is anyone tipping bread? If you're I'm tipping bread, stop. Yeah. It's optional but encouraged. Don't say it's that, bread. How are they even going to no. tip you? Is it wait, is that what T public is does the T stand for tips? That's I don't know. I'm you just go to my only you go to my only fans. There's a tipping option don't on there. Go to his only fans because he has a site and it's called Only Fan and it's for his mm-hmm. only fan. It's for his own. That's perfect. <laughs> only Fan is the funniest. <laughs> and he only allowed one in. Like what about that the most exclusive thing? Only Fan right. where it's just like only one at a time. Well, it's like the Jenny's model of like we're only letting one of you in this the store behind this plexiglass at a time. Yeah. You can watch a live stream of me editing a podcast, uh, but just one at a time. <laughs> One person at a time. <laughs> Just one at a time. No crowding. Come on, everybody. Get back. He's editing this podcast. Look at him work. Look then at you him go. Can, you can only see him. You can't even see the screen. It's just like the camera's <laughs> just aimed at his face. You have no idea what he's doing. He could be playing tic-tac-toe on his computer. There has to be tic-tac-toe on computers, by the way, right? Well, there's tic-tac-toe. <laughs> TikTok toe. That would be sounds like a condition. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Are all these, okay? all oh these millennials God. are dying. They all got TikTok toe. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders 
with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I've been watching um, Tales from the Crypt on YouTube, and I watched one with Demi Moore and Jeffrey Tambor. It was like the year before she was in Ghost. Um, Just like jaw-droppingly beautiful, stunningly Mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, What is your... Well, what about Demi Moore? How did she look? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Tom just had an asthma attack. That's how how Jeffrey Tambor looked. But what about Demi Moore? (laughs) Brett, Brett, did you send him that forever dog inhaler? I asked you to... (laughs) Okay. He's okay. Tom. Yes, Julie. Tales, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Remember? Oh no! It's the crypt keeper, and he's a he's a creep who <laughs> is apparently an unfunny person died and came back to life. <laughs> so, a really unfunny person who thought they were super funny died, well, and then mm-hmm. their tomb got hit by lightning, and they here's came my, back. Here's my uh, indecent proposal. Okay, we, we replace. All of Jeff Ross's future gigs, we do. We make it. We we have him be the crypt master general, the okay. ro- the crypt roaster, the crypt roaster. We have the crypt keeper, who I'm obsessed with because I think it's so funny that they they made this dumb puppet with first of all long hair. Can we talk about his hair? Yeah, that's gross. I like, think. Is why that- does he? Like Richard Lewis is like lane. Boku, his Boku he era his, hair. He has his Boku juice box lane where the Crypt Keeper, you feel like the Crypt Keeper is like going to go to the bar and be like, just take a little off yeah. the bottom. And he's like, is that a joke about cutting someone's head off? And he's like, no, please. I'm really serious about yeah. I'd want it to be a little long. He's like if Riff Raff died. He's like if Riff Raff died and was like, trying so hard and i i think he's um i think it's just it, like i remember when that show was on and it was spooky and now i'm looking back at it as a grow as a grown up as a big girl and i'm thinking this is like if they bookended you know had the twilight zone always had rod serling come out and was like hey i'm sexy and mm-hmm. uh, you know and i'm smoking a cigarette and i've got a lot to say about society and see it later as opposed to a clown being like good evening goose <laughs> that's it <laughs> now he's crypt keeper he's just a silly clown he is really annoying i like him and it's all p- puns and he loves his own jokes yeah, that's the that's maybe the it's like he's one of those comedians like Jackie the Joke Man or something <laughs> where they they laugh at the joke that they know is in their act as if they just heard it for the first time where it's yeah. like no that's one of your jokes you are very familiar with it. You're anti crypt keeper. I'm pro crypt keeper. I think he's fun. I think he's I think he's I think it's always fun to see him in whatever dumb new outfit these puppeteers like he's like dressed mm-hmm. like Uncle Sam one week. And then one time they put a big barbershop mustache on him. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Elder abuse. I think. Uh, <laughs> They're just trotting them out. They're trotting grandpa out because we call him the crib keeper to somebody else. That's grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the promise keepers or those guys from um, Nexium? They were like um, the men of Nexium. Are you watching the vow? Yes, I am. I'm, okay, good. It's uh, he's got great ideas. This this Keith. Ranieri. Yeah, I think I love his his whole look. First of all, his look is very inspiring. The feathered well, hair and the say, John as, Lennon glasses. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, wait, did he rip that off from Tom? Because Tom's been rocking that look for yeah. years. I I've been rocking the evil George Stephanopoulos look. <laughs> for quite a long time and i was kind of when i saw keith doing it because he seems like if george stephanopoulos's evil twin showed up right. with a beard and like, he also he seems like a guy that eats every meal on a big bun yeah. like even breakfast is a bowl of cereal he'll figure out a way to like put a like a like a hero bun yeah trust me keith ain't asking uh permission for calories uh, on some like, of these things, he's not asking like, "Master, can I have a fifth bun?" Keith, Keith ain't saying, "Can I can I have ninety calories, uh, please, Master of, Jer- of Jersey Mike's?" Yeah, no, Keith is just saying like, "Double meat, animal <laughs> or, style," or he's he's out, he's online at Jersey Mike's, or sorry, in line. I get flagged on that a I'm lot. Not People gonna like, oh, flag so you. He was on his computer. Talking Every, to you like that. People make fun of me. They just pick on me and make fun of me. Um, sure. But um, he goes on in line at Jersey yes. Mike's and he's just like, they're like, what can we get you? He'll be like, I'll get the, uh, I'll get it Mike's way. He'll, and he'll go, hold on. Let me, I got to ask permission. Like, and he turns to himself and he's like, master, can I get it Mike's way? And he's just like, yes, you can slave. And he's like, yeah, I'll get it. Mike. He just has the discussion with himself. I- Online. I have one objection to this. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's I ain't not. No, gra- no, I ain't no grammar Nazi. I have one quibble, however, which is Keith gets it Keith's way, baby. Yeah. He goes into uh, Jersey Mike's and he's just like, I'll get a number five Keith's way. And like, they know that means. <laughs> Two buns, an extra bun. <laughs> yeah. Or it just means if he orders a number five, it means he wants a five and a seven smashed together. <laughs> like I also take issue with the idea that he doesn't have Nancy going out to get it for him. Yeah. That you don't think he would just tell Nancy, he's like, boy, I could go for some Jersey Mike's right about now. <laughs> she knows. I got to get poor, ready for the volleyball game tonight. Paul Alley Mac. Poor Allie Mack waiting online at the only blimpy open in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I think Keith R- Ranieri is really interesting. I think he's got some great ideas about men and women. He's kind of like the Jordan Peterson that, um, you know, didn't really get. Look, I can't wait for our great president to pardon him mm-hmm. and for him to um, get a podcast on Forever Dog. Brett, we sh- you should be so lucky. Oh, yeah. False. I mean, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed. There's an offer out, but we haven't heard back yet from Ranieri's people. Sure. Great. Well, let us know what you hear. Uh, maybe we could do some cross promotion on the show and have him mm-hmm. on. Yeah, if you guys could I would love it. If you guys could sweeten the deal a little bit, I'd, I'd be really appreciative. Yeah. yeah. I would love it because I think his ideas about women are good. I think. 
even key Bill Burr, Bill Barr, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. And who else? It's a real Vincent, dream team you're putting together over Vincent, there. Vincent Gallows. That's yeah. my impression of Crypt Keeper referring to Vincent Gallo. It's a Crypt Keeper hosting the Independent Spirit Awards. And the winner is Vincent Gallows. <laughs> yeah. That's. Welcome to the Independent Spirit Awards. <laughs> I'm so in- Come on, I'm into this. Maybe his hair is no long. No superhero <laughs> movies at this award show. <laughs> Marty's sitting here like, that's what I'm talking about. It's like reaction shot of Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Martin Scorsese just sitting there. Max Cady, he should be on the uh, whatever panel I'm assembling. The character from Cape Fear, he should be so, in this. So let's get this list you're putting together. It's Max Cady from Cape yeah. Fear, the Crypt yeah. Keeper. Yeah. Keith Ranieri, Bill yeah. Burr, Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Vincent Gallows. Vincent Gallows. Yeah. yeah. That's for, that's that's the that's the dream team for now. This is the um Or the Nightmare those? Team. <laughs> <laughs> what are they what are those guys called? The League of like scumbags or something? Legion, Legion of Skanks? Yes! This the is league, our league. Yeah. The, the League of Scumbags. <laughs> we I should change that. the name of this show. I think we have to change the name of the show now to The League of Scumbags. Look, I said something online about um, uh, our, our great president, who I know you've supported in the past but are now undecided I'm about. I'm a little... I, I watched both town halls at the same time. <laughs> Left, like a, sec- left like a security, was, like a security yeah. guard. I figure it's like less since it's left and right. Let my left eye watched Biden and my right eye watched uh, Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump. And I was just like, and my eyes were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, so I'm undecided. Still. I tweeted something about, um, I was, I was disappointed in NBC saying, uh, let's air. Mr. Trump's town hall at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted something like, hey, you know, Nora Dunn back in the day walked out of SNL when the Dice Man hosted. And yeah. that was like, that took that took more balls at the time because what were there like? Maybe there was like one female writer and she was kept in a cage and every once in a while. Like, yeah, well, just Jim, like Jim Downey would like, you know, feed her a crust of bread and then spit on her. <laughs> So that just basically that was my point of saying, like, you know, she stood up to something that was not easy for her to do. But she took a stand. And how about, you know, how about doing that? Yeah. Fellas. And I got retweeted by a couple. I think like David Cross retweeted me and Karina Longworth. And I started getting responses from guys that didn't know what I was talking about. And they thought I was talking about Bill Burr. Uh-huh. And they were like, they were like triggered much, Karen. Yeah, those are always the best when you tweet something that you know is for your yes. cluster of people. And then yes. when somebody out somebody like basically for me, it would be somebody more much more famous than myself would do it and then it reaches an audience that you have no idea that has no idea who you are or what you're about like or what you're I, saying a couple of years ago i tweeted a thing out it was just like 
how come and it's like it's a it's a joke i was just like how come they can have a movie called black Klansman, but if i make a movie <laughs> called white Klansman, <laughs> then everybody gets mad and then like everybody in my circle was like ha 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 ha, ha. very funny ho 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 and then jermaine clement mm-hmm. uh uh Threw you, to the, threw you to the lions. <laughs> yes. And then he retweeted it. And then suddenly it was people just like, hey, stupid. Uh, <laughs> the reason it a white movie called White Klansman uh, wouldn't be a good thing because the Klan is actually the white people. And I was like, and then I finally was just like, I guess I'm taking this tweet down. I can't handle this. <laughs> like, because <laughs> people were explaining to me that the Ku Klux Klan is actually uh, primarily run by white people. And that's why that would not work. For some reason, when you're experiencing stress, knowing that you're right doesn't help the muscle spasms. Yeah. And you're just like, we can wrap this up. I'll take this down. And it didn't happen. And you know what? It's fine. It's like I didn't lose anything except for my own time. So... That's on yeah. me anyway. And then I'll also share that something happened this week, which was nice. What's that? I was in a lousy mood. Uh, I had to go to the dentist again. And I was sitting outside with my my coffee um, because like indoor seatings like kind of hit, hit and miss still here in New York City, which is mm-hmm. fine. We're figuring it out. But it was a little cold and I had my coffee and I was like cranky. And um, this lady walked past me with her her dog, this like, you know, kind of fuzzy terrier looking dog. And the dog came over to sniff me and she goes, no. And I go, oh, no, it's OK. I like I, I love dogs. She goes, OK, can you say hi? I say, of course, absolutely. This dog jumps up, starts licking my mask, practically pulling my mask off my face. And the lady goes, uh, she's about to leave. I go, oh, my God, he's so cute. What's his name? Scout. OK, hi, Scout. He had a bandana, which is my favorite. And then uh, as she, as she's leaving, she goes, he's a Wheaton Terrier. You just got the Wheaton greeting. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you got the Wheaton greeting. You know, you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky it wasn't a Wheaton scarier. <laughs> <laughs> My dog is a Wheaton scarier. It really does <laughs> under it does undermine like the stuff because there are episodes that are genuinely disturbing. There's one with great great actors, by the way. There's like, oh, Christopher Reeve works in a diner and Meatloaf is the landlord, and oh, Judd Nelson is the janitor, and mm-hmm. it's like it's a cornucopia of like you know strange and interesting yeah. casting choices. But then you have things. There's one that's genuinely disturbing where Bo Bridges plays a surgeon and is brother is like kept alive but dissected it's just like this really gory upsetting horror story and then you come back to the crypt keeper and he's dressed like he's got a baby bonnet and a big lolly <laughs> and a pacifier and a <laughs> rattle and a bit <laughs> i'm a scary baby <laughs> and then of course also because it's hbo in 1990 three four five at least two ladies have to have their shirts off per episode and it really is just a bummer because there's so much other stuff going on that just doesn't go with that flavor in the same way that you're talking about cigarettes in the shower like 
Why do you have to? Why? This is already gory, stupid, funny, kind of interesting. And like the casting is crazy. Like, why does that lady I didn't also see ha- anybody with their shirt off? <laughs> when am I going to see someone take their shirt off? It's like, what if I wait? Hey, I need to. If I'm not a little bit horny, yeah. this show's useless. I'm scared. But I need to see someone take their shirt off. Look, if people don't get a little horny watching every single episode of every show that we make, they're not going to keep paying the monthly. Yeah, they're just like, this needs to be different than network television. Yeah, well. Nudity makes it different. (laughs) Like, we need to show this is not network. I think that's what they were operating for. Just like a constant reminder. But like a a never-ending reminder that just like, this isn't on ABC. Right. No, it it certainly isn't. But also, like, I wish the Crypt Keeper would have acknowledged the nudity sometimes. Do you think the Crypt Keeper (laughs) would eventually go just like, this one is a little gratuitous? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Did we really She's need to go into the locker room? She's a minor character. Yeah. We had to go into the locker room and watch her come out of the shower. It's terrible. Like, women auditioning for this stupid thing, and they get the script, and they're like, are you okay with nudity? And they're like, yeah, but I'm not okay with this show. Yeah. What a it's, shame. And then they got to audition, and this Crypt Keeper is just saying. <laughs> Keeper is at the audition. He's behind the cameras. I'm slate, please. (laughs) Yeah, he's just saying. He's just saying, like, uh, with a a fellas come in, he'll be like, "Would you be willing to shave?" (laughs) (laughs) I've never once been in a casting thing where somebody's like, "No," like every (laughs) actor just like, "Would you like to come in with giant beard that took him two and a half years to grow?" And they're auditioning for a, a. for a yeah. diaper commercial, for a baby. And so, yeah, they're auditioning for something for diarrhea medicine. It's <laughs> so insulting. Like you're the guy with diarrhea. Would you be willing to shave? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Would you right now? But the, of course, the crib keeper just asked that so he could take off, so he could take out like a big straight razor and be like, you're like, oh, you're not even seriously asking. <laughs> yeah. And he's dressed as a barber. Well, he was dressed like a barber once in one of those white gowns, and there was like the pole in the background, and he had scissors. It, it's a terrific show. I have no notes. We were uh, um, thrown back into the orbit of uh, Garrison Keillor this week. Yes, uh, I think the, uh, the disgraced he host. Fi- yes, he finally died. <laughs> no, he's still with us. He's still he with was, us. You know what? He died. He was attacked by warts, and he couldn't <laughs> breathe no more. <laughs> now he's right. Some rough stuff over there. So Garrison Keillor, uh, yeah, d- disgraced former host of Prairie Home Companion, uh, had a uh, several. Uh, sexual inappropriate sexual conduct claims against him and was uh, shown the door over there uh, but he keeps uh, popping up in the news because of things that he says on his uh, Facebook page and uh, this latest one uh, this is from earlier this week I'll share this with you now it seems clear that Judge Barrett will sit on the Supreme Court and this will mean the reversal of Roe v. Wade and some deep dents in the Affordable Care Act. 
So, yeah, so he's going blah, blah, blah. He doesn't think Roe versus Wade is worth fighting for anymore. He says, I don't think Roe v. Wade is worth fighting for anymore, period. Yeah, so this, this, so he just wants there to be like states that are just like monster right. states. Yeah, absolutely. Abortion's legal in some states, illegal in others. Same as you have the death penalty in some states. Cool metaphor, by the way. Very mm-hmm. cool analogy. Very chill analogy. He goes on to say, uh, let South Dakota be South Dakota. And if they wish to criminalize LGBTQ, then they can deal with the consequences. Wait, what is they, does he they know can what, deal with the consequences? If they wish to criminalize LGBTQ, does he think that's a, a, a law? Does he think that acronym refers to like left turn on red or something? The whole thing this dunce doesn't realize is just that people have should have a just a universal right to two things how is this a thing where he just like you're supposed to be in a state and be like oh wait the laws change in the state i live in now oh now i'm a criminal i gotta get out right now oh okay it's just right so okay i'm 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 scanning this and that so garrison keeler as much of a like i mean he's a he's a total reptile who stinks but he's not you know he he's got like a semblance of an education so the fact of the matter is this guy is saying Let's forsake, which is a imagine having the privilege to say, let's forsake these divisive social issues so we can all gather together and focus on economy, tax policy and environments. He literally says, let's give the cultural war a rest, which is so I, I, I can't imagine waking up and thinking that. I mean, he literally says, if you want to criminalize being being a human being lgbtq Mm -hmm. meaning human beings then that's a that that's just something that is a smaller matter than the bigger picture which is the economy and tax policy i hate him i hate him so much he sucks and it's just it's not even funny anymore well that joke isn't funny anymore it's too close to home and it's too near the bone We've got an exciting episode for you tonight. The Smiths are here. We'll be right back. Do you think if he hosted SNL, he would be the they he would do a song during the monologue, right? He'd be one of those guests. Be just <laughs> He'd be like, like, you give me fever. And then the rest of the cast has to come out and do like the backup thing. You know, oh, that must be the, the moment worst. when those S- I want to hear from an SNL cast member. When they have to go out and do the backup singing for a guest on the model, they must want to blow their brains out. The funniest, smartest, most talented women all have to wear the same red sparkly dress and do a touch step behind fucking uh, Mel Gibson. I want to hear from if there's somebody and I know people uh, work on SNL listeners thing. If you're if you were a cast member anonymously. We will. Re- I want to read an anonymous statement of what it felt like to have to go do that backup stuff during the monologue. The where you just got to be like, "He's the greatest <laughs> on earth," and you're just like, "Oh, like they're doing." Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And you're just you must Awful. be like, "Wait, is this is this really what this show is?" And and then you start and to realize, like, yeah, kind it's- of. An 88-year-old man is programming a show for 15-year-olds. This is how you end up there. Keep getting angrier and angrier thinking of like an 18-year-old girl in South Dakota, like not being able to have access to like plan B or anything. And 
waiting and Planned Parenthood really nervous and just want her parents to know. And then all of a sudden Garrison Keillor comes out yeah. with like a doctor, like a lab coat being like, actually, um, actually, uh, leave the state. Lin- Lindsay, Lindsay, I, uh, I've been my thinking advice, about this. Yeah. Your, my advice is you should move to a state like New York or California <laughs> and it's right. just be like, uh, how am I going to do that now? I'm, uh, I'm 18 and then he's no like, one. and then he's like, my truck's outside, and you're yeah. like, Garrison Keeler, yeah. are you abducted? Yeah. Do you think he is jealous of uh, Keith uh, Ranieri? The Garrison Keeler's jealous of Keith Ranieri. Yeah. Do you um, think that he wants to start a Nexium of his own? Yeah, I could picture him feeling like I would have done that, and it would have been above board. I would not have <laughs> turned it into something. I just want to know if I can master, if I could have some of this uh, buttermilk. Buttermilk. Master, can I have the 1,300 calories from this one (laughs) glass of buttermilk, master? Please. Please, master. (laughs) This is Mrs. Abernathy's buttermilk. She makes it, and she puts the... uh, the pecan pies on her windowsill. And they, they are at least 2,500 <laughs> calories a slice, but worth every one. Master, are you still there? And Keith is always like, this is the other thing about this, this Nexium thing. A lot of, lot of very basic apartments and like conference rooms in in like middle of the pack hotels like it's it's the least glamorous thing i've ever seen where they're just like yeah. in like business like keith is like i gotta go to the business center and get to print this out anybody have the access code for the printer like i gotta go to the front desk like it's like the most low rent cult going they look like they're running everything at a courtyard by marriott's i know like, it's just it's, like where's like the like, op, where's the opulence of it? It's corporate housing in Albany. <laughs> yes, he's just like yeah. I've stayed in corporate housing in Hollywood, and it sucks. Yeah, and this guy—the only thing this guy is concerned about—is a twenty-four-hour volleyball court. God, he loves volleyball. Yeah, he, you know what though? He, he loves volleyball. A certain thing he wouldn't love though if Mark somebody's Vincente? playing against Mark. Yeah. Mark gets somebody sets Mark up and Mark jumps up and spikes it right in Keith's face. I don't think Mark has it in him. I've got my theories about Mark. I don't, I think Mark's hiding something. I I, I don't think we're getting the full scoop on Mark. You know, the only person I think we get a full 360 degree view of is Nippy. Nippy. Nippy, I know Nippy. Nippy's hiding nothing. Nippy is naked. Yeah. Nippy's naked. Keith, uh, uh, Keith, obviously, but no. Mark Vincente, do you like it when he says process? I like everything that Mark does. <laughs> I like his movies. I like I like that one movie he made in 2003 that, like, actually, I remember when that was playing in theaters. It's like, what? I liked it when he uh would not take a joke and it seemed like he would, but then he wouldn't when Catherine Oxenberg was like, I remember when you like, do you have a pet? And then I realized, no, your wife was sleeping on the floor. They're like, we're not ready to laugh about that yet. This old, yeah. <laughs> Catherine Oxenberg was like, Catherine Oxenberg was like, my bad. It is. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I'm, I'm 
royalty and I was on dynasty. Did I offend you? My bad. Oops. Let me know when you're less sensitive. <laughs> if it weren't for me, you'd all be rotting away. <laughs> oh, you don't need my help. Never mind. <laughs> Won't drop any quips that might hurt your feelings. Although you did make your wife sleep on the floor. Goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> if you'd like me to help. If you don't, that's fine too. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Good old Keith. Can we get Keith to the list of let's guests? Let's get Keith on the and Nancy. Yep. I honestly have more questions for Nancy. A. B, I think the vow because they did they said it was renewed for season two. I think season two should all be be all about Mark. Season two, actually, I'm not supposed to tell you this. I'm actually working on season two. It's <laughs> gonna be us breaking Keith out of jail and uh it's going to be kind of a more action adventure season. We're planning a thing. We're going to we're going to chopper him out. It's like the Shawshank Redemption. Get him out. Get Allie Mack out. Do you want to know what we do when we get Keith out? He we throw a little rope ladder down from the helicopter, and Keith mm-hmm. climbs up it, and mm-hmm. it gets up the thing, and then I'm at the top of the thing, and I get him in right when he's at the lip of climbing into the helicopter. I pull out a brand and I put it around his forehead. <laughs> And he I mean, falls. <laughs> what does the brand say? It says that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah, no, right. It says it says it says yeah, yeah right, yeah right, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. It says Spalding backwards so that it looks like a basketball. Like he's a volleyball. It looks like a yeah, it looks a like volleyball. a. I'm sorry. Yeah, a vo- sorry, it Looks like a volleyball. Somebody spiked the volleyball in space. It says Voight backwards. <laughs> 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 and then somebody's like. Oh, Keith got, man, somebody really torched Keith on the volleyball court. <laughs> anyway, what else about Garrison Keillard, Brett? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was just the tip of the iceberg, uh, that Facebook post. Um, uh, as you know, we've been looking into the uh, the Prairie Home Companion cruise that was canceled uh, back in March uh, because of coronavirus. And then there was this, this- should be our vow. This should be our the vow. This should yeah. be our the vow why can't yes. we have a show called the vow where you're mark i'm his smart wife who everyone should respect her more than anyone mm-hmm. the star wars woman yeah. who was like the first one to be like Ixnay, yeah. assholes yeah no but bo- i bonnie does that, make, does that make brett nippy is brett our nippy yes okay maybe 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 i'm not sure but i do think that garrisons are Renary, and we need to be on the friggin' case, and we need to find a Catherine Oxenberg who he screwed over, who was on that cruise, who had bought tickets for that cruise, who has status, whose voice will be listened to. Because if you, if you don't know what when we say the cruise, Garrison Killer booked a cruise that was supposed to happen, and the pandemic came down. And they pulled the plug on it, but they didn't give people refunds. So it was a and Prairie Home Companion cruise, which to most to most thinking people sounds like a cruel and unusual punishment to be yeah. locked in a boat at sea with fans of this radio show I've never heard more than a minute yeah. of. And I'm disappointed it was Altman's last movie. Now, do you think that 
when he says Prairie Home Companion, since he got the kibosh from it, like the O in home is a zero. Like it's like one of those things that it's like a like like, like he a just password cha- like a like one yeah. of those passwords where like instead like that's of an how I, he, it's an exclamation point. It's not the Prairie Home Companion. It's Prairie H zero M E Companion. It's a different thing. I mean, oh, the Renary Home Companion. <laughs> The Renary Home Companion. That you just <laughs> you just figured the whole thing out. Yeah, it's going to be at a La Quinta Inn. The cruise rooms are eighty nine dollars a pop. Just mention mention uh, ne- mention Nexium at the thing. They give you free free breakfast. Just say that you're with the Bromfmans. Yeah, so I've got some, and and yeah, if you know anybody that's been on, that tried to go on the cruise, or or if you if you tried to go on the cruise, please do reach out to us. I've been I, I uh, I've been reaching out so far to no avail. I found some people on Twitter that seemed like they had uh, been scammed. Reached out to them, nothing, didn't hear anything back. Uh, I also found a guy that was in the New York Times article who's a musician in Washington D.C. who had been talking about it, but he hasn't got back to me yet. So uh, if you know anybody, tell them we're interested in talking to them. Uh, but in the meantime, I did get in touch this week with uh, uh, Kate Gustafson. That's how you put out like um, Wade in uh, Fargo. Oh, Gustafson. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I just think of I, I don't know. But you, you've you been in touch with it's my garrison. It's my deal. It was my deal. My garrison. deal here. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. $100,000 well, is a yeah. lot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the kids to McDonald's. Lost a lot in the wait, late '80s. Lost a lot of money. A lot of money. What do you think they're doing at McDonald's? They're not drinking milkshakes, I assure you. <laughs> Listen, uh, so Brett has sent me and Tom at least seven or eight emails, <laughs> correspondences he's had with this this Kate character, and I I haven't been able to read all of them. They're very long. He's been corresponding with this woman at length, and it looks like he's doing a lot of work, but as he just mentioned, he's like, hey, guys, I'm out of leads. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell if this is just It's just the course, a- you know, the natural course of an investigation. You hit some roadblocks, right. you hit some uh but you also get some some gold mines. And so Okay, Kate, so Brett, who is Kate and what are the two of you talking about? Uh so Kate's the managing director uh of Prairie Home Cruises LLC. So she's kind of been in charge of was in charge of planning the cruise and then has now been in in charge of dealing with the fallout. Um, and I got to say, uh, it seems like Kate's doing a, she's working hard over there doing her best. Uh, she was very nice to kind of get back in touch with me and respond to me on some stuff. Uh, she also mentioned that she's currently uh, getting her home renovated. She's living out of a motel. So it was very nice for her to, to take the time to respond to me this week. Um, it seems like she is trying to get people refunded. She said so far people are, are, have been refunded about 50 to 70% of what they paid for the cruise on average. Um, but, uh, more importantly, she, uh, sent me a copy of the famous, uh, Garrison Keeler letter that he wrote to all the cruise, um, uh, ticket holders where he had his, uh, limerick in there. And, uh, well, didn't t- we already get the limerick or was it, we got the limerick, which we've read out, okay. but we've not seen the whole email where he, uh, the, the oh. word, the word was that he tried to like sell people his book after telling them they weren't getting a refund yet. And that is in fact true. So I have the, um, oh. Oh Jesus! And is Kate as has she is she in the um like uh I'm sorry what's the what's the woman's name is it Sarah in the vow who's like officially yeah is is Kate Sarah like is she just like I can't believe I was where I was but now I've been 
liberated and I'm using my scar gel and I'm ready to move on. And Here, here's what I'll say. My experience. Yeah. I think she, she's still definitely in the organization. She's, she's, she's sticking up for Garrison. Uh, mm-hmm. But I detected little cracks in the, in the facade, little sort of digs uh, in the, over the course of these emails. I think she's someone who's, who's working hard trying to do her best, but she's, she's working for a guy who doesn't make it easy on her. And she's starting to, it, the cracks are starting to show a little bit. Is she working hard or hardly working? <laughs> Crib Keeper, not now, Crib Keeper. Also, Crib Keeper, that wasn't even horror adjacent. So this is the, uh, I'm sharing with you now, this is the letter that Keeler sent out to all the people that uh, uh, had bought tickets on the cruise. They're, he's telling them they're trying to get refunds. You know, we, we'll send it out when we can, but nothing yet. Um, and then in the, at the, in the last paragraph here, he uh, transitions into trying to sell them his uh, book that he's writing. Dear Prairie Home Cruiser, hello from our family locked up in apartment. Oh, that's very personal. Should I not have said that? Who cares? Jenny is enforcing strict. Who's Jenny? Is he married to a poor woman named Jenny? I think so. Oh, Jenny. Jenny is enforcing strict isolation. So the three of us. Who's the third? Oh, please tell me it's a frog. It's me. It's Garrison and Jenny and me. And Garrison. <laughs> we're see. trying not to get the coronavirus. <laughs> Don't you think the Crypt Keeper is dressed up like a sailor for the cruise? <laughs> Garrison feels strongly about LGBTQ. <laughs> but I want to talk about LGBTQ. BT boo. It's like not now, Crip Keeper. This is really not funny. Like there's a very there's a serious issue, you idiot. What are you? Oh, like you didn't just write a Facebook post out of your out of your ass like four in the morning, you dipshit. I would like to apologize. <laughs> the Crip Keeper gets canceled. Yeah. If I said anything that hurt you, <laughs> like he doesn't I even realize do- it's time to stop talking and time to start listening. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and he's like, but seriously, it's, I apologize. I, it is time I start listening. I think, by the way, I just realized, I think another reason why they kept his hair long is that he'd have more looks. So if they wanted to make him look like a Swiss Miss, like milkmaid, Uh they could do little braids. (laughs) Yeah. I like how they also are going with these like very defined types as if it's like the only, the only things that go that specific with things where it's just like, I'm dressed like a sailor or I'm dressed Mm -hmm. like a Swiss Miss is like. The Crib Keeper and Jackass are the only things where, like, <laughs> it's like Johnny Knoxville suddenly dressed yeah. like a like a uh-huh. old timey sailor. <laughs> it look, it's it's cartoons for grown men, I guess, grown people. Um, okay, so Jenny is enforcing strict isolation. The three of us have seen nobody but each other for a month, and it is going well. All right, <laughs> sounds like someone has a gun to their head writing that. Necessity is the mother of cooperation. Um, Ever so often we look at the news. Oh, he means every so often. Ha ha, loser. We look at the news (laughs) and read about a cruise ship wandering in the Caribbean trying to... What does that say? Offload. Offload the crew. And we think, what if and imagine 
the what is it called? The Veen Dam. The Veen Dam. The Veen Dam in distress. A week's vacation turning into a story by Kafka, and I'm grateful for the decision March 11th to cancel. Okay. I trust that you and yours are safe and well. We've heard of friends and friends of friends who've suffered. Some have died. And we go onward in mystery, not knowing when normal life will resume or what normal life will be. I'm 77 and I recall no precedent. Now he goes into a poem. I'm glad we're not on the Vendome, trying to maintain a plum. In Corona hell, sprayed with Purell, reading the 23rd Psalm. I'm told that our partial refund could come from Holland, America in June. If so, we'd then send individual refunds minus the uncoverable expenses, some airfare, insurance, rentals, EMI fees. What's EMI? Isn't that the record label? Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's buying some albums. He picked up some. He's a part of their record club. <laughs> Other administrative costs. Kate has that covered. Oh, throw Kate under the bus. Meanwhile, we're thinking ahead to ways for us to reconvene, likely on land. Meanwhile, I'm writing a daily column via via our website, trying to spread cheerfulness despite my Scots heritage and brethren background and finishing up a memoir and working on a novel in which Lake Wobegonians catch a virus from eating cheese that causes compulsive admission of innermost thoughts and guilty secret. This is not the right time to talk about this. You know what I mean? Like, this is like a later, if you're going to try and sell something you haven't written yet, like don't put it in the same letter. And don't worry, I'm going to monetize the coronavirus. Like, if anybody was worried, don't you're worry. Not getting, you're not getting your money back. And yeah. and I'm going to turn a buck on this thing with a dumb book. Um, it's better than Lake Wobegon Days, better than Pontoon. When it's published, we'll sell you an advanced copy at cost, all caps, plus postage. Fuck you. Yeah, that, and, and he's just like, which means we'll make our we'll put our profit into the postage we'll, part we'll the take handling. more we'll take more of your money um yeah and then it says if you submit a title for the novel that we wind up using there will be a thousand dollar prize this is literally um like publishers clear this is like what they would yeah. do to scam old people through the mail um yeah. there are sure to be more virus novels on the way and i want mine to be first like the publisher's scaring house. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jenny's like clearly fucking the crypt keeper. <laughs> what? Garrison Keeler's column becomes more frequent as he realizes he's being cuckolded. Jenny and the crypt keeper went, he was fixing a light bulb in the other room, and Jenny held the ladder. And they shut the door. <laughs> it took 45 minutes to change that light bulb. And it was the first time I hadn't heard him laugh for an hour. <laughs> mm. So he's saying, keep the faith, and Garrison. Then I, I got some uh, follow-ups from Kate on some of this stuff. So I, I, I asked her about the limerick, you know, what was the deal with the limerick? Uh, and then uh, she said, limericks are what Garrison does constantly. What's her response to that? Um, and then, uh, 
I asked her about this novel too that he's working on, and she said uh, that it, it has already come out, and I actually got a copy of it. Uh, it was called it's called the Lake Wobegon Virus. Uh, she said we had to check with a good number of our friends that had COVID serious to mild to see if virus was a usable term, and they wait all a gave minute, that's up. the name. Sorry, interrupt. Well, no, uh, that's what I'm getting to is is uh, this contest that he mentioned. Uh, yeah. He ended up going with his own title for the book, and that title was <laughs> Lake Wobegon Virus. I was going to say, <laughs> really? Did he give himself $1,000 for that? Kate, are you listening? We'd like to offer you a job at Forever Dog. We don't know what it will be. Brett will talk to you about money. Please stop working for this guy. Yeah, yeah, Kate, we got an open door over here. If you want to escape the... Does the uh... door make a squeak? Okay, Crypt Keeper. Like a By crypt. the way, can I ask you a question, Crypt Keeper? While you're yes. here on East, on East 90th Street, who's keeping the crypt? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Well... Well, you just keep sitting there flat ironing your hair. <laughs> oh, poor Crypt Keeper. The Lake Wobegon Virus, Chapter One. Yeah, well, it's funny that you were mentioned earlier about the that that '90s HBO uh, uh, style because uh, yeah, I read I I read through the Lake Wobegon Virus and the, a surprising amount of like. Of Titties. like fart jokes and butt and boob jokes yeah. and uh, like jokes about pee. Like it's a re- it's a uh-huh. very like it was there huh. was a lot of like National Lampoon straight to DVD kind of style uh, jokes. Interesting. In so boobs, butts, farts, and pee. But that's different than like dicks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're still in the like in the like soft R yes. as opposed yeah. to like you know. This is not, this is like, I don't know. Not so quite, maybe, yeah. It's like, it, you could say this is Gar- Garrison Killer's American Pie on the windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> New franchise. <laughs> now, did you, Brett, did you get this as a PDF or, or a scream? D- okay, that one's not so good. <laughs> All right, I'm pushing meanwhile, it with that one. Meanwhile, the crypt is being looted because yeah, no one's keeping crypt. it. Look, he's going to come back to the crypt and be like, oh, no. Yeah. I have to buy new cobwebs. Yeah, because he doesn't, he's not the owner of the crypt, first of all. He he's just keeps the keeper. It. That's what he's I'm gonna, saying. He's going to get in trouble. His boss is going to tear him a new nose hole. Because you have to realize his name is not, the. his name is probably like, Doug, <laughs> right? <laughs> At one point in, in like when he came back from like like high like he like between junior high and high school he tried to get people to call him Douglas but they didn't. Yeah, they're just like all right, whatever, Doug. <laughs> oh, please try Douglas. <laughs> I'll go to a new school and they'll call me. I'll just tell them right off the bat. My name is Douglas. And you know, he had a thicker ponytail. You know that his hair was more like Keith Renary's kind of like. Yeah. He had that long, greasy, like. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Keith Renscary? (laughs) 
But Keith Ranieri's hair, especially, I lo- by the way, I love it when he met the Dalai Lama, he decided to wear it down. What, the Crypt Keeper <laughs> met the Dalai Lama? <laughs> it's also nice to know that we, we could probably, if we, if we consolidated our reference, pretty good chance we could get the Dalai Lama on double threat. It is, it, yes. The Dalai Lama does not end up looking so bueno in no. the vow. No. Kind of like Dalai Lama actually flags this guy once and then they double down and then he goes, all right, all right, I'll go along with that guy. The Dalai Lama should just go on cameo at this point after that. Um, yeah. So this. So. So you read this filth. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So basically uh, it's an alternate. Uh, history of this year in which the there's no coronavirus but there is a uh, uh, unpasteurized cheese virus that's 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 uh going through wobegon and it makes everybody lose their inhibitions uh garrison keeler plays himself in the book uh he's a kate kate please come and work for us kind of my adaptation i saw it as the character of garrison keeler in the world of lake wobegon my twin brother Donald <laughs> Keeler. <laughs> oh, Garrison, we got to go on the cruise. Don- we got to get the cruise, and then there's a terrorist attack on the cruise, and then Don- we're all fighting it off. Donald Keeler is like, is like dating Lindsay Lohan from like the movie. Yeah. He's like, well, Lindsay thinks your your shit is rad, man. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> will you read my poem? It's shit oh. compared to yours. Garrison Keeler having a twin brother, Donald, <laughs> would be. Well, you know who Donald would probably be in the podcast universe would be like a Joe Rogan type. Yeah, yeah. All right. Read this filth to us, Brett. All right, so uh, this is uh, there's a there's a sort of a sex scene in the first chapter of the book, um, and this happens. Um, this guy Daryl was uh, down at the local cafe, and he was uh, I'm putting all these things in quotes because uh, uh, these aren't my words. Uh, he was uh, ogling ogling a waitress at the cafe, and she catches him, and uh, she uh, confronts him about it, and then uh, Daryl goes home, and he finds his wife. Is uh, in the mood. Ugh, this is like these are like Don Rickles jokes set up like in the mood. In the mood, like that song. Da 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 da. So, so you're gonna read this, Brad? Yeah. Is that, am I? Uh, I guess I brought it. I got. Do I have to read it? Oh, you gotta read you it. You gotta right. read it, Brett. Maybe I'll put some music under this. No, no. I'll just or I'll do heavy breathing. All right. <gasps> His wife kissed him and. Un- <laughs> 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 yeah, it's actually helping. I can't hear myself say this like in silence. So I... Imagine that that's your obscene phone call, <laughs> Julie. Just like that heavy breathing. It's just like I think that's emphysema. Are you? And then and then you're the bully that's like you need this, and yeah. it's my inhaler. Yes, exactly. Is this what you were looking for? And the guy on oh, the phone's like, can I just go back to sleep? That's the crib keeper. The crib keeper. <laughs> my pills. And then he he gives them back and he takes them and they just fall right through his body. Clink, clonk, clink, clink. They bounce down the ribs. And he goes, jackpot. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 
It's like Plinko. <laughs> bink, boop, bink, boop, boop. Is that the game Plinko? <laughs> it's just like, he's like, I thought we were doing something. Isn't this next story about a gambler? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, a one-armed bandit? <laughs> he like, yeah. He like chops his, <laughs> his arm, his other arm off. It's like, no, it's not. Oh. Can someone help me get this arm back on? I was thinking of, can someone give me bangs on this in a gentle wave? Excuse me. <laughs> can I get hair? Last looks, please. <laughs> Last looks. <laughs> Flying in, flying in. We're just going to do a quick talk chat. Last directed. look. And every time they say last looks, the crypt keeper cracks up. Yeah. Because he thinks it's like last looks is like you're going to die. And the hairdresser's so like, please stop moving. Yeah. They're like, no, no, this is just last uh, touch ups. We're just trying to make it make you look right for camera. <laughs> make me look right for camera or fright for camera. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, like somebody from HR comes down and they're just like, they have to have a conversation with the crib keeper and his agent. And it's just like, there's been some complaints. And the agent is like, he's related to him. So he looks just like him, but he's in a suit. (laughs) Yeah. Some people are complaining. They feel like your puns are a little uh, aggressive. That's legitimate. That's his agent talking. Fair enough. And then he uh, he addresses the crew like, I would like to apologize. <laughs> like he keeps like, I just want you to know that I hear you. And I have also hired an empanada truck for the crew <laughs> to say thank you for all the hard work you do. Chow down, kitties. It's like, are they poisoned? No, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a cost me $1,600 for this truck. So, so read this pornography, Brett, All please. Right. His wife kissed him and unbuckled his belt and placed his hand on her bosom. And he stepped out of his shoes and his masculinity hung loose like a graduation tassel. Oh, gross. That's the, that's the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, that is truly... woman is approaching also this is such a like a fantasy that like a woman is like i'm gonna kiss you i'm gonna open your belt and here give me your hand right on my tits yeah (laughs) and then he's like oh my feet are my feet are so confined i think i'm gonna step out of my smelly shoes and all my junk's gonna fly out because (laughs) because it just like it dangles (laughs) like a tassel well, get this next sentence. All get right, ready for go. this next sentence. I looked, I looked ahead one sentence. Oh, and no. He was spectacularly impotent. Oh, gross. She tried to get its attention, but mm. it was thinking of other things. Mm-hmm. After years of embarrassing involuntary erections in public, walking around with a ball-peen hammer in his pants, Darlene, that's the waitress, Darlene's attack on him had removed the lead from his pencil. His billiard cue had turned into a curtain sash. Well, this book sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's like anti-erotica. Why did he have to step out of his shoes? I guess the shoes were holding up the pants is the only thing I can figure because uh, he she unbuttons mm. his pants, 
but they don't fall down until he takes his shoes off. That so is I think the maybe, most unsettling thing I've ever heard. Well, there is also a scene where a young Garrison Keillor watches a girl pee in the woods. So, so this guy a, now is, he is just entered a confession. the, yeah, it's just a, he is now in the deconstructing Harry portion of his, of his, uh, creative life. Oh boy. One time I watched a girl piss in the woods. The end. <laughs> Sorry. I stole all your money. Yeah. Scarison killer. <laughs> I don't feel like doing this anymore. We got a bunch of great submissions. We we asked the question two weeks ago. What are the the worst or most awkward examples of exposition in in movie history? Um, we got a lot of great submissions for this. Uh, we got a great TV submission as well that I want to play for you. Uh, so okay. movies and TV. So this first uh, submission is from John, listener John, uh, and this is from Die Hard Two. We got a lot of sequels, which I thought was interesting. I wonder if sequels uh, is like oh, a, that's a prime, a prime, yeah, uh, like re- like recap. Like they almost yeah. need like a um, last time on right uh, True Blood. Yeah. So this is from the first ninety seconds of Die Hard Two, and Bruce okay. Willis is going to cover a lot of information here. He's talking to a police officer uh, in the street. Look, I used to be a cop in New York City. I only moved to L.A. because my wife took a job there. Come on, what do you say? Here we are, Washington, D.C., the heart of democracy. One hand washes the other. Come on, man, it's Christmas. <laughs> so he he summed he in ten in in eleven in thirteen seconds he summed up everything from why he ended up in L.A., where he was from before L.A that it's Christmas, that we're currently in Washington, D.C. That was impressive. He basically, was, besides the, like, was it the German guy in the first one, the villain? Yeah. He could have referenced that. He's like, there was a German guy. Yeah. This guy Hans Gruber, and I had to fight him. I had bare feet. My feet got all cut up because I was running on glass. And people think it's cool to call it a Christmas movie, which it is. And anyway, it's Christmas now, too. So this next one is uh, from listener Andrew. And this is uh, a scene near the end of Spider-Man 3. Uh, and uh, James Franco is uh, turned against Spider-Man and they're fighting and so on and so forth. Uh, and then a character comes in uh, that apparently we've never seen before in the entire movie. He's the butler. He's never had a line. Uh, and he does a lot of explaining here. So this is the butler at the end of Spider-Man 3. If I may, sir, I've seen things in this house I've never spoken of. What are you trying to tell me? The night your father died, I, I cleaned his wound. The blade that pierced his body came from his glider. I I know you're trying to defend your father's honor, but there's no question that he died by his own hand. I loved your father as I have loved you, Harry, as your friends love you. That's all. That's that's truly awful because it's a character we've never seen before. Just shows up and it's just kind of like, I'll cover all of this. 
If I may, sir, I cleaned your father's wounds. It's like, well, why didn't you call an ambulance? And you call, like, you're a butler. What are you doing cleaning wounds? (laughs) Call a doctor. It's all part of the job, sir. If I may, sir, I cleaned your father's wounds. And it's his, so his glider, the thing that the green goblin flies around on, he stabbed himself with his own glider. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And also, wouldn't I, wouldn't I want to see? Why don't we see it? We got to watch James Franco with this um, ghoul makeup on. Stand here and listen while he's holding a samurai sword. So talk about like, as far as like, oh, you've never met this guy. I don't know how like how trustworthy this character is. Or it's like, oh no, this guy's clearly the salt of the earth. I I buy what he's selling. It's like, excuse yeah. me, everybody. Yeah. If I may, sir. <laughs> Oh, that's a really good one. Thank you, Andrew. We also got a lot of submissions uh, from movies where there's like a narrator or somebody who breaks the fourth wall. Uh, Those movies seem to be also culprits of this kind of exposition. And one example of that is the uh, opening scene of uh, Gotti starring John Travolta. Oh, have you ever seen this, Tom? I have not seen Gotti. So this is the very opening scene of Gotti. There's been a montage of New York City, and then we get this. tell you something. New York is the greatest fucking city in the world. My city. I was a kid in these streets. I started in a fucking gutter and I made it to the top. This life ends one of two ways, dead or in jail. I did both. (laughs) Wow. This movie looks great. Why watch it then? He just told us what happens. you have to understand that like after he said that the title comes up gaudy but it could just be the end yeah it might as well just be like we're gonna save everyone two hours of their life right now gaudy is 90 seconds long i've got to tell you i came up on these streets what a john travolta i love when actors are so actory that when it works against them, then it's funny. Like like when when an actor is like at like strong and you're on their side, and you feel their power. Then you're just like, yeah, he's gaudy. Oh, John Travolta's got. And then like when when he's kind of like in a less powerful position, so he's like he turns around to the camera and you think it's like you think it's like him doing a uh, gold member from Austin powers. <laughs> Suddenly when he revealed it, he's in the movie gold member playing like, he's like, if, should I take the skin and eat the Like when it, when he turns around and reveals that that's John Travolta, that's what that just felt like. I am. You guys have, you've met gold member has come up consistently in the last three or four yeah. episodes and I feel like I'm remiss and I'll have to rewatch it before the next recording I'm, session I, because I have seen it once. I don't No way. I've I uh, you think I'm watching Gold Member multiple you, times. You reference it with an amount of detail I find impressive and I want to catch it. I want to I want to keep up. I just remember an... him saying what is it? Hey everybody, I'm from Sweden, isn't that weird? 
Is it Sweden? Holland, right? Holland, hey, Holland? everyone. I'm from Holland. Isn't that we? I thought that Isn't was Isn't that weird? That's funny. Yeah, that. That's funny. Yeah. So this last one here is from uh, Michael, and this is from uh, season three, episode one of The Hogan Family. Okay. Um, I think this was... Maybe the last one of the last episodes before it was. I think this was renamed, right? This show was because it was Valerie's fan. It was called Valerie. We've discussed this because Valerie right. Solanas took over. Yes, yeah. So this is then it just became the Hogan family. Right. Okay. So it was turned into this, the Hogan family. Okay. So this is season three, episode one. I think this is the first time it's called the Hogan family, and so uh, there's a lot. This of- is my family, brother. <laughs> I'm in charge of this family now. Why didn't Hulk Hogan do ads for Brother Printers? This printer's for brother, brother. You want to print something, brother? You get a brother, brother. Nikki. Hi, Dad. Whoa. That design looks great. Thanks. You know, training pilots at the flight center just uh, may have spoiled me. It's going to be a little strange not coming home every night to you guys. Oh, well, Dad, it's been six months since Mom died, and I think it's time you got back in the air. Besides, we'll be fine. Yeah. You've got it, Sandy. No. I know, I know. It's just that I am going to miss you guys. Well, Dad, we'll miss you, too. Yeah, a lot. Did you get out of the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave. Yeah. Uh, um, I am counting on you to help Sandy out. You bet, Dad. She's living in a new city. Tomorrow she's starting a new job. And, uh, well, I know my kid sister. She's going to need help, but believe me, she won't ask for it. Can somebody help me, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a... I'd punch out, I'd go home, and I'd get a fucking blowjob. That would be my job as a TV writer in whatever the hell. Yeah. Can somebody help me, please? She's not going to ask for help. Even if she needs it. Can somebody help me, please? Huge laugh. That's you sound like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah. Crypt Keeper should have been on this. Yeah. TV was bad. Yeah. The idea that that was like on and everybody was just like, this is, I watch that. <laughs> but maybe that's the way people feel about Double Threat. I don't There's know. There's no way that's maybe possible, that's the Tom. way. No, way, no, maybe okay. people think this show sucks and we're no, just, no, no. we're the Hogan family of podcasting. Yeah, Julie, it's been a thing. Uh, it's been six months since Brett died and we really got to keep doing the podcast again. Like, like weird <laughs> no, exposition. Stop. No, come on. First of all, Kanahara, poo, poo, poo. You got to ward off the evil eye with that shit. Come okay. on. You know no, I'm talking the character of Brett, not the actual guy. Still, come on. There's like sure. some no, you're right. okay. evil eye stuff to be. That would okay. be a fun twist, though, for the podcast if I got, you know. What if, yeah, what if we go to record? by a soundboard or something. I don't know. What yeah. The, yeah. And then what if we go, Julie, to record and there's like the Crypt Keepers wearing a hat, like baseball cap and headphones. <laughs> sitting in that chair and he's just like are you ready to record (laughs) (laughs) we have something from listener alan (laughs) a lot of other good submissions too uh the matrix inception da vinci code a lot of movies where there's some horrific uh exposition so thanks everybody for uh sending those in and then we got another uh poll that's ongoing that we'll be uh talking about in the upcoming weeks um the uh the skippables uh, what yes. are the um, 
the the in in otherwise uh, great movies, what are the scenes that you skip through? So like bad scenes in good movies, and then like bad tracks on good albums. The the songs that you skip through on otherwise good albums. Yeah, like for me, one that is like in in the movie Caddyshack, the entire plot line of Danny, where you're just like, what's this movie about? Oh well, it's it's an exciting movie. It's about a teenager who's trying to get a scholarship. And the the golf uh like the, like the club he works at offers a scholarship and he's trying to really win that scholarship so he could, it's like what I thought this movie was like Rodney Dangerfield Rodney Dangerfield and like, a bunch of coked up <laughs> SNL guys yeah you're just like no no it's about a young guy named Danny who's trying to get a scholarship uh huh boring yeah, I, there's so many there's so many things in this weather they're like too scary or disturbing like i've seen pink flamingos a million times i've never once seen the part where they kill that poor chicken mm-hmm. um i've i've fast for- uh, same thing with um body double i've never seen the driller killer scene i know what happens i'm perfectly fine to walk into the next room mm-hmm. um same thing with as we just mentioned silence of the lambs i have to mute the monologue about the actual lambs although apparently the rest of it i'm totally fine with sure and I, when I watch Jaws, I don't like any of the stuff with Jaws. <laughs> I skip all the stuff with Jaws. Wait, I had a question, uh, Brett. Do we have any more merch ideas from people? Because we were also excited about putting out more t-shirts than episodes. Yes, more t-shirts than episodes is the goal. Uh, and our current list of merch ideas that we need submissions for, I'll bring it up in one second here. We could use some Garrison Keeler yeah. uh, ideas. Oh, uh, what? the what? What is it? The uh, Ranieri Home Companion. Yeah, that we could do. Um, do the what if we do the Crypt Keeper and Garrison Keeler? Yeah. Um, Kissing. Oh, that would be perfect. If somebody wants to Garrison Keeler and the Crypt Keeper making like in out that, in that scene where like his his belt buckle like okay so the <laughs> garrison keeler <laughs> standing there the crypt keeper yeah. kisses him reaches for his belt buckle and, and puts his hand on his boob and then he is spectacularly impotent, impotent. is that is that the line <laughs> yeah yeah so do that in a silhouette please Yes, and so please let's let's, let's a modicum of For taste, God's a modicum. Sakes, be yeah. Well, if, it, if it's a silhouette, it. I think he described it as a graduation tassel. So maybe you can just have a graduation tassel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'll be horrible and disgusting. Stepping out of his shoes. <laughs> so I feel like we've got a pretty good uh, line on, and then we could do some. What's a good What's a good Keith Ranieri thing we talked about that would be a good well, shirt? We. What if we can we make headbands, Brett, on T Public? Not on T Public, but that's I, I can look to see if there's there's some headgear specific merch. Well, what if stores we write, what if we have at. a t-shirt saying, I wish this was a headband so I could look as cool as Keith Ranieri? <laughs> yep, yeah, that's good. And what about a shirt that says makes it look like it's like on a like it's like volleyball, four AM. Like some or, kind of thing, like oh, like co-ed naked volleyball. Or yeah, something, exactly. Or like I'd co-ed. rather be playing volleyball. Yeah, I'd rather be playing volleyball at four a.m. with Keith Ranieri. Or what if it's like, um, 
a Jersey Mike's logo and it's like, I'll take mine, Keith style. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. What if it says Albany Keith's in the Jersey Mike's <laughs> logo? Yes. Yes. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Jersey Mike's logo, but it says yeah. Albany Keith's. And we want like a sandwich with an extra bun on it. Yeah. Or just maybe do like a, and maybe an illustration of the Crypt Keeper dressed up like Keith Ranieri, like with the um, headband and. Um... The Crypt Keeper playing volleyball yeah. dressed like Keith Ranieri with the with knee pads and, and the glasses. What if there's a Three Amigos shirt? It's a Three Amigos poster, <laughs> but it's Garrison Keeler, the Crypt Keeper, and, and Keith, Keith Ranieri. And they're all wearing those mariachi outfits. Yeah. Yeah. You just put them all. Oh, and they're all they're all sitting on that that horse that that poor Barkley. <laughs> and it should be the three amig amig booze. Because it's, it's like the three amig booze, and then you look at the horses, and the, the horses all have the our faces. It's Brett, me, and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do oh, that. I love one. it. Don't do now, that. One. That's the, too yeah, much. maybe too much. I don't want to be a horse. No, not this. Not this lifetime. All right. Thanks, everybody. uh, We'll we'll, we'll see you next week. Be cool, babies. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.